vacation isn't just calling, it's begging you to take it to Branson and spend time on one of the three beautiful lakes, entertain it in a live show, and make sure it gets a good night's sleep in one of the nice cozy beds in Branson. Hi and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint, I'm Byron Tyler along with my co-host Lynn Berry from ExploreBranson.com. Lynn, we are back together, we're here in Branson. It was last Christmas. And so much has happened since then. What's been going on with you <laughs> since then? Well, you know, we have so many projects that are uh, on 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 tap right now, and so they will open some of them later this fall. That is the Social Birdie. It's kind of a combination of Top Golf and Pickleball. Wow! Yeah, you'll be looking for that one. And Pickleball's the new sensation, the new fad going on it right now. Is wait, wait a minute. Listen. Pay attention to what you are about to see. Don't miss a moment. The author's hand is in every detail. How do I know this is true? Because what you are about to see is my story. There's some fanfare. Wait a minute. Royalty's in the room. That is correct. Queen Esther is here. <laughs> we bow. Emily Baker from Sight and Sound Theater in the newest production of Sight and Sound, Queen Esther. Emily, welcome to Bunt Radio Network. Thank you so much for having me Or should me I say, today. your highness? No, no need. No need. Uh, oh, I am so excited. First of all, mm. I, there's something I discovered that you are a graduate of the Sight and Sound Conservatory. Yes. I didn't even know such existed. Yes. So yes. Tell, what is Sight and Sound Conservatory? So it's a really awesome program that they have out in the Lancaster location of Sight and Sound. And it's basically a schooling program where students will go, will take classes, and they'll also have the opportunity to be in the shows as well. So you get to learn alongside the teachers. So wow. the yeah, the cast members are teachers. Wow. And it's it's an incredible opportunity. I was in it back in twenty fifteen and it was just an incredible opportunity. Well you for mentioned me. sight and sound. That's where it all began and well you mentioned Lancaster. Mm -hmm. Sight and sound where it began, a few slide projectors, uh, yes. a man's passion yep. for his creativity yeah. and sharing God's nature and beauty. That's right. And Glenn yeah. Eshelman was the vision. And mm -hmm. now we have sight and sound not only in Lancaster, but in Branson. And yes. All these years later, mm -hmm. and all the stage performances, I mean, is really Sight and Sound 50 years old? I think so. Oh, it was the 1970s. And yes. you know, um, Shirley Eshelman has always said, Glenn is the gas and she's the brake. <laughs> you know, I, I see that. You got to have some brakes, right? <laughs> well, Queen Esther is the newest Sight and Sound theater experience, which is set in uh, the Persian Empire. Queen Esther is captivating tale of beauty and bravery. And the story is, and has inspired so many, Emily. When did you first remember reading the story of Esther in the Bible? Wow. I'm sure I read it as a little girl. I don't know if I have a, a specific memory, but yeah. I, I know for sure being young and thinking, wow, yes, Esther right. was exactly that, just so courageous and so brave to do some really scary things. And we look at today, looking at role models mm. for our young ladies. I mean, what a role model, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Something I love about Esther is that her identity is so rooted in Christ, mm -hmm. and she was called to do something really, really crazy. And she, I don't think she felt equipped for that, but it, 
it just nails down the idea that God will equip the people he calls. Yes. And I love to have the opportunity to tell that story to audiences, but especially young girls to yeah. be like, God will equip you to yes. do what he's called you to do. You just have to obey and walk in it and he will Amen. equip you. I love that. Well, take us behind the set, if you would. How much planning, stage design, technical creation, preparing the crew, actor auditions, I mean, did it take <laughs> to really bring Queen Esther to the stage? So for most of Sight and Sound shows, they take about two to three years to produce from start to finish. Right. So that's the original idea all the way to the curtain going up. Right. The cast comes in about two months before we open. So we get the scripts around November and then we open in March and we start rehearsals in the middle of January. So we have about eight weeks to kind of nail the thing down yeah. before putting it up on stage. Any obstacles or challenges mm. to get to where you are right now? Oh, absolutely. For me, honestly, the, the journey that I was just talking about, about God equipping the people he calls, it was a challenge and it was a journey for me to trust that I would be able to do it, but that God would give me what I needed. Like I had to change my perspective and be like, it's not about me and what I can do because I knew I couldn't do it. I needed the Lord to <laughs> equip me. So that was honestly a really great journey for me to go on. What do you think the story of Queen Esther for the time we're in today, mm -hmm. yep. uh, especially in line of the sight and sound performances. Why Esther for today, you think? That's a great question. So the story of Esther is really one where her world is in chaos. So many yes. things are happening, but she has to fight the whole time to stay still, mm. to be still, mm. and to know the truth and to be ready to move when God told her to move. Yes. And I think that that is so relatable is. for the world that yes. we're in right now. Yes. So, yeah. Well, we've got to talk about one of the cast members, Florence. Yes. Uh, the most unusual cast member. Yes. So tell me about Florence. Florence is our elephant. <laughs> and yes, she is not a real elephant. Right. Don't she you is, ride Florence? I actually, yes, I do. I do. Um, I yes. So that, she's a robotic, it's mm -hmm. animatronic. Uh -huh. It's incredible technology, uh, way above my pay grade to try to explain to you. But all I can say is it looks so real, and it's one of my favorite parts. And I will say, even riding it, now, I've never ridden a real elephant, so I can't speak to that. But to me, it feels real. <laughs> like, yeah. this, like, if I were to imagine riding an elephant, it would feel like this. Because up top, it actually has a sway to yeah. it. Well, there's it, 90 axes of motion with her. Nice. Yes. And there's that realness, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's incredible. It makes it so much fun. Yeah. And I know that the technology of that probably was created by the Sight and Sound creative staff. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when Moses was created, there yes. was a need for the snake to do yes. something special. Yes. And they even sent it out to California to have their special effects teams to yep. do it. And they couldn't do it. That's right. But somebody in your shop did. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it did work. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was a miracle for sure. God really came through for that one. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So what do you enjoy most about being Queen Esther, Emily? Wow. Um, I think my, my favorite part is the very end of the show when I get to come out and actually just speak to the audience directly. Lots of times we don't get the opportunity to do that, but that's my favorite part because this show, it's so big, it's so vast, but what you see is that God is in every 
detail of the show and of that story. And so my favorite part is getting to walk out at the end and look the audience in the eyes and say, this story, the way that you see Yahweh in the details of this story, he has that for you and you are not alone. And so that is my favorite part. Very moving. I love that. And I I think that's really what's so compelling about Sight and Sound because Mm -hmm. it is moving to one of the greatest messages ever told to humankind, the message of Jesus Christ coming to deliver us. Mm -hmm. And all Sight and Sound productions lead up to that, Miss Lynn. And and so that's what's so beautiful that an opportunity to enter into this relationship with Christ is always presented at the end of every performance. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we see it in the Bible all the way through. Everything points to Jesus. And so we're telling these Bible stories and they all point to Jesus. Emily, on a personal note, what's your favorite summertime activity in Branson? Uh Aha. The lake. (laughs) A boat on the lake. (laughs) That is my favorite summer activity. We will get a whole bunch of friends together and we'll rent a boat from one of the local marinas and we will go out on the lake for eight hours. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We are blessed with those pristine lakes. (laughs) Yes. 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 Well, if we want to get tickets, showtimes for Queen Esther, what do we need to know? All you have to do is go to site-sound.com and all the information will be there for you. That's right. Emily Baker, Queen Esther of Sight and Sound, the newest production here in Branson. Thank you so much for joining Bot Radio Network. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, Lynn, I'll tell you, every time I come to Branson, you always bring with you into the studio some wonderful guests. You know, when I was a child, I used to really enjoy fairy tales, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we miss those tales that taught us so much. Well, Once Upon a Fairy Tale is right now happening at the Americana Theater. We're so glad right now to have Cadence Miller is with us from Once Upon a Fairy Tale. Cadence, welcome to Bot Radio. Thank you. I am yeah. so excited to be here. I mean, are you in costume right now? <laughs> no, this is just casual wear. Oh, is that for what me. you wear at Branson to go to <laughs> yes, Walmart? Yes, abs- I'm on my way to Starbucks right after this. So. <laughs> this is a wonderful show. Once Upon a Fairy Tale brings to life all of your favorite storybook songs, including Disney classics, hit Broadway shows, and blockbuster movies. It's a dazzling production featuring some of Branson's best vocalists. Yes. Wow. I mean, if I do say so myself. I mean, we've got a very talented cast. Cadence, how long have you been with the theater? So I have been on and off uh, with Americana for about uh, three or four years now. I I took a a break away from Branson for a couple years, but I'm performing at about three of their shows currently. Okay. Now set the stage for us. Yes. What's my experience like? So it is going to be a cabaret style show. So there's not a storyline. It's not a musical. We want to stress that. But you are going to see um, costumes like this. Lots of sparkle, lots of talent. We have an incredible stage production. So what we call light shows, uh, lots of light shows. And of course, your favorite Disney song. What about audience participation? Because a lot of shows, when you come to Branson, audiences are invited to get involved. Of course, we had to include audience participation, especially with kids. I mean, kids are our main demographic. We want to get the kids up and dancing. We want to get family up and dancing. Uh, There's a little bit of family friendly comedy, a little bit of magic. So it's got all fairy tale elements. What you got, Liam? It has 
as princes as yes. well as princesses. Oh, and that that is actually a big point that we want to make. It really is. You know, you see me and you think fairy tale and you think princess. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, like, I, I, I mean, you know, I shouldn't well, say that about myself. I was but, just thinking. That's what I was just yes. what I was thinking. But <laughs> you know, there's so many other elements to a fairy tale. There's heroes. There's villains. There's the underdog. There's the comic relief. And so we've got a little bit of everything. Well, take us backstage and talk about some of the vocalists. Are these local singers? Are these really tough auditions to conquer, to qualify? So finding people that could fit into a time slot for a new show, it can be incredibly difficult. But we do have all locals. All of our cast members perform currently in Branson, except for one. Her name is Autumn. She's new to the Branson scene. She actually currently works for Sight and Sound as a dresser, came to the audition, and we were like, wow, new talent. So that's exciting, too. A little bit of something new for people to see. How do you determine who sings which songs? you got to find the right fit, right? Oh, for sure. Your overall look goes into a small portion of it, but otherwise it's your vocal classification, you know, what can you sing uh, would be first and foremost. Are you good at playing the character that you're singing is another top contender. Now, are the songs that are in the production are they all set, or do you actually take requests from the audience singing some of their favorites? Oh, I wish. I wish we could do that. But we, are, are, right now, we are 40 to 50 songs crammed into two hours. So okay. we cover Wonderful. a ton. If we've missed Wonderful. something, yeah. then um, it's it's going to be very surprising. But no audience requests. But I, there's something from the origins of Disney all the way up to, to newer films. Awesome. What about, you mentioned magic being part of the production, too. Any other additional theatrical excitement that we might experience? there. I, I would say there's some excitement, and I don't want to give it away when it comes uh-uh. to the audience participation. Okay. So there's definitely a ton of elements to the show. One of our favorite things about Branson entertainers is after the show. Yes. And they meet with the folks as they leave the theater, and the kiddos are going to absolutely just melt at the yes. sight of these princes and princesses that they want their photo with. Lynn, that's oh, a yes. great point. Do you enjoy the interaction? Uh, of course. I mean, I, I think it is unique to Branson. After the show, we have the honor of going out and actually talking to people on a personal level. Over the years, I've actually become friends with a lot of these people. They come in and give me updates on their live. They ask for (laughs) updates on my life. So it... And now we're channeling a very small market with the kids aspect. And so now getting to add that and see these kids and hopefully years after years come back and grow with us. Cadence, any special interaction with a child or something that stands out to you that was so special? You know, actually, yes. Um, I performed at Six Flags and that is... A, a travel destination so you don't expect reoccurring visitors but there was one little girl who always came to our show and one day she returned and had on a replica of one of my costumes oh. and her mom was like you know she is your, you're her favorite she loves coming to see you and you're always so nice to her and I was like wow like well, you make a difference and you don't realize exactly it right. so Okay, what about showtimes and how do you get tickets? So you can go to Americana's website, which is AmericanaTheaterBranson.com, or straight to ours, which is Once Upon a Fairy Tale. Branson.com. I have to think about that for a second. Um, you can also call our box office and reserve your, your tickets through the phone. Cadence, now on a personal note, what's your favorite summertime activity here in Branson? Oh, I mean, when I have time, Table Rock Lake. I, I love going out to the lake, but that's a little bit of something you have to plan for. Yes. I'm also a big fan of what I call tourist days. I like to play tourist, and so I'll plan out, okay, I'm going to do mini golf, Branson show, Andy's ice cream. 
Oh, so. uh, yeah. ice cream, the concretes, right? Oh, to die for. <laughs> yes, I know. I love those. Well, there's always something for the family to do here in Branson. Right, Miss Lynn? We talk about it. We, we are the family-friendly destination by far. Yeah. Cadence, <laughs> thank you so much for coming by and telling us again, friend, about Once Upon a Fairy Tale at the Americana Theater. Go to the website, AmericanaTheaterBranson.com. Get more information and get your tickets before you get here, right? Cadence? Yes, yeah. yes, please, please. And thank you guys so much for having me. This has been what so a fun. pleasure. You know, we did a special feature on Once Upon a Fairy Tale in the new 2023 vacation guide oh. that goes out to only about 250,000 people. Oh, only. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cadence, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Well, all of the fun is still happening here in Branson while we visit here with my good co-host, Lynn Berry. <laughs> Lynn, I appreciate you so much. We've been doing this now for so many years and meeting some wonderful people. There's some history here in Branson, as you well know. You know, some old timers that got this entertainment thing kicked off, like yeah. the Bald Knobbers. Yeah, about 1959. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Brandon Mabe is here, and he's connected with the Bald Knobbers Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure it's is. always good to see you, Brandon. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Bot Radio Network. You attended Nixa High School. I did. Now, if we were to ask your teachers about the most mischievous thing that Brandon Mabe did <laughs> In school. Let's not talk about that. That's... What would be on the report card, Brandon? <laughs> Straight A's, I'm telling you. Yahoo. No, I was I was just talkative. I'll put it that way. I, I had a tendency to cut up, but other than that, I was, they were usually on my good side, or I was on their good side. That's I pretty say. much a main trait. It is a main trait. Yeah, we don't know when to shut up sometimes. Well, the Ball Numbers Jamboree show started 64 years ago. Yeah. You're older than I am <laughs> as a show. They started long before I was yeah, around. Third generation. But, uh, yeah. Lyle Mabe was yes. Branson's first hillbilly comedian. Yeah. yeah. Wow. George Agernite. It was yeah. his stage oh, name. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Lyle and the three brothers started here, 59, right? Yep, 1959. Okay. Yep, kind of down by the lakefront, kind of where the landing is area. And what relation are you to which brother? So I'm Jim Mabe's grandson. Okay. So Lyle and Bob and uh, Bill would be my great uncles. Give yeah. us a little more of the bulb knobber's backstory. That, okay. And, and maybe that we're not aware of. I mean, in the times in that 1950 era, what was your family going through? Why yeah. entertainment? Well, I just kind of go through what I've been told through the years, of course, because I wasn't even thought of at that point. <laughs> I don't know if my dad was either. <laughs> but, you know, so they basically grew up, you know, fairly poor family. My great-grandfather was a, a Baptist preacher, and the boys grew up singing in church. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of Bob Mabe, along with Chick Allen. Chick Allen was Bob Mabe's father-in-law, believe it or not, a very popular uh, Ozarkian. Uh, they all kind of sat down and decided to start the ball numbers. They wanted to perform to fishermen coming off the lakefront at nights. You know, they performed to pie suppers and different things like that. So they started doing those kind of things, and it just kind of evolved into the a uh, nightly show. They started at the lakefront, basement of City Hall, 50 folding chairs is what I've been told, mm -hmm. which is 
amazing to me. Wow. They transformed a pavilion into a theater, then an old skating rink into a theater. Then finally in 1969, they landed over on Highway 76 on the Strip. Really, 76 ran all the way down to where the lakefront is, believe it or not. Yeah. But as far as Country Boulevard and all this stuff, they moved out there in 1969. And we're in that location for... I guess over fifty years. Wow! Sure. Wow! Sure. What a story. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Well, I know as you mentioned, there's been a lot of changes for the May family, and the Bald Knobber Show has performed in Branson for all these years. But really, the sound of that great music that yeah. you produce—it's just only fine tuned. It's like aged mm-hmm. like an old guitar, an old Martin guitar. <laughs> well, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I love the Martin guitar. Yeah, the longer it's been around, the better it sounds. Well, you know, and we we always evolve. You know, they started back in 1959 where, where the, the drum set, the percussion, was a jawbone of a mule. <laughs> I mean, you know, they had exactly. a dobro, they had an acoustic guitar, they had a wash tub base, yeah. which was and basically a tub with a string. Where are all of those? They are in the Smithsonian. Yes, yes. They oh, are. I forgot about in Washington, that. Washington, D.C. We, yes, they we, are. We uh, donated all that stuff to the Smithsonian. I believe it's 2011 now. That sounds about right. Uh, well, playing guitar, and, I mean, just because you come from a singing family doesn't mean you're necessarily going to have the gift. Did that come natural for you? Yeah, I just have always loved music. I've been very passionate about the Bald Knobbers and my family legacy in this town since as far back as I can remember. I have music on both sides, from my mother's side as well. They've always had their own band and group, so I grew up playing with them, playing with the Mabe family side as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of came natural, I guess. You studied marketing at Evangel University. I did, uh, yes. Tell us something about your time at Evangel, and were you seeking a marketing career before entertainment? Well, you know, I just wanted to have a degree to kind of hopefully kind of add to the bald knobbers and help that the family out in different ways other than just entertaining. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to go. I love playing sports, so I actually went to play basketball and golf, believe it or not. You went wow. to play basketball? I, basketball and, and golf. You're, you're like, what, 6'9"? <laughs> yeah, I wish. 5'6". <laughs> uh, but I could dunk. You could dunk. I, 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 I could jump. I was very fast and I could jump very high. I was a good shooter. Uh, but I played golf. Steve Jenkins was the coach when I played. He just retired not long ago. He's now in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. One of the best guys you're ever going to meet. But I love that school. I had a great experience there. Got my marketing degree and I started uh, on stage actually my senior year of Evangel. Yeah. He's mission golf. Branson has got some of the world's (laughs) best golf courses. So tell me about some of your favorite courses. Oh, well, you know what? In Branson, I've not got to play a lot of the Johnny Morris courses yet. I want to, but I'm not, I, I don't get to play as much now as I used to back in the day. But Branson Creek, which is now owned yes. by them, they transformed it. That was my favorite course in okay. Branson. I used to love to nice. play it all the it's time. It's in nice. the top 100 golf courses in yeah. America. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. listen, you golfers out there, you got to come just if you want to play some courses. I remember when John Daly Murder Rock, that, that's been changed. <laughs> that's yeah. right. And all I, those are now owned by Johnny they Morris. They are. Yeah. 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 And incredible. Uh, you know, oh, my goodness. PGA tournaments to come. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Brandon, yeah. God has blessed you and your wife, Megan, with a quiver full of kids, three sons, a daughter. Yeah. Your oldest boy, is he 17 now? He's 17. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 17. He learned to walk on stage with me. Yeah. I sang a Rodney Atkins song called Watching You. Oh. And uh, my son, I, I started out carrying him across the stage while I was singing that song before the year was done. He was sprinting behind oh. me, dressed up like me. And uh, yeah, all, all my kids have kind of grown up in it as well. How so, does being a Branson entertainer affect family life? I oh, realize man. that you and Megan, you joined the Bald Knobber stage with all the numbers that you do together mm-hmm. and songs that she sings. But trying to manage family and the responsibilities along with that. It's hard. One, I absolutely adore getting to sing with my wife. I believe she's the finest singer anywhere, not yeah. just in Incredible. Uh, I'm very, very proud of her. Uh, so to get to, get to sing with her and, and to entertain on a nightly basis is, is a blessing. 
But with the kids, you know, we miss out on a lot of activities that they have. I was just telling you guys before, Lynn, that, you know, my oldest son has a baseball game right after our matinee show today. And and, uh, sometimes you have to miss a lot of those. But, boy, when you get a chance to go, I'm sprinting out of that building. I'm going to try to get there. Oh, I love that. I know know Clay Cooper does the same thing. Same same thing. Very similar. That's what I love about Branson, too, Miss Lynn. Family. Our families entertain your family. (laughs) Well, Brandon, you've got a connection with an organization called Mobilize Mankind. Tell me something about this group and what it's doing and why are you involved? Oh, absolutely. So it's actually a Branson program called Branson Cares, and they partnered with Mobilize Mankind down in La Paz, Mexico. We went on a mission trip down there this past winter, and we were building and providing pediatric wheelchairs for children in need uh, in that area. And they actually go to a number of different places all over the world with different mission trips. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Came back a different person. A lot of these kids, you know, were, were so disabled. They were curled up in a ball. The families had to carry them everywhere they went. They couldn't move. They couldn't speak. And just to be able to help them and provide them with that mobility and wow. just be a small piece of that that, yes. that thing is, is so cool to me. It's remarkable. Yeah, it, it really was, is. It was a, a blessing. Of, that a is, lot of uh, Branson entertainers are involved right yeah. now. That yeah. is so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Uh, okay, opening night for the ball numbers was back in March yes. for this year for the season. Mm-hmm. How are things going for the show right now? Going great. Going great. Looking forward to a fantastic summer as well. I mean, right. we've always changed and updated the show. I want to tell you something that we're doing, though, for multiple audiences. So our regular show is, is a variety of things. We do a lot of modern stuff, some traditional. We do classic rock, pop, gospel music, a lot of gospel music in our shows. But we also do a vintage show now. Really? Which is a tribute to the old bald knobbers, like the 60s, 70s, 80s. I went back through all the archives and I compiled what I've considered the biggest hits they've ever done. (laughs) And we do that on Thursday afternoons at two o'clock now. Wow. And uh, it's awesome. It's just a great blast from the past for us to be able to kind of show the the fans, old, old fans, new fans alike, a taste of bald numbers from the past and give them the bald numbers of today. Oh, I love so, it. It's cool. So right when are show times and where is the show and how do you get tickets? Yeah, Branson Famous Theater. It's the theater that we run. It's on Highway 165. Uh, we have night shows Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, 8 o'clock, and then matinees on Wednesday and Thursday at 2 o'clock. And again, that Thursday matinee is our vintage. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Okay, Brandon, on a personal note, <laughs> what's your favorite summertime adventure in Branson? Summertime adventure in Branson. Oh, Oh, boy. Go to the bald knobbers. That yeah, be, yeah. No. <laughs> you know, there's so many great things. Silver Dollar City is always a must when you're in Branson. I mean, it's got so many things, a variety from the shows to the attractions, the roller coasters, you name it. Um, my wife loves to shop. <laughs> So you love to shop. So when we have family in town from Iowa, which is where she's from, we go usually to Silver Dollar City, and then they go shopping. That's we walk right. around Branson Landing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you want to spend time with your wife, you got to go shopping too, right? I'll do whatever I need to do. That's I right. Do. That's right. The sweetie. Okay, give me that web address too. Baldnobbers.com. Okay. And you got to put a K in it. Bald Knobbers. Bald Knobbers. Yeah. I love it. Brandon Mabe, God bless you. Thank you so much for stopping by and sharing all the excitement with the bald numbers, the history, and what's happening right now on this stage here in Branson. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you again (laughs) for having me. Hope you've enjoyed our show from Branson, the place to take your vacation this summer. To discover more of what you've just heard, visit us at explorebranson.com. Bot Radio Network is pleased to produce this special broadcast with your host, Byron Tyler and Lynn Berry. Today's program is part of a series for planning a family vacation to Branson this summer or any time of the year. Remember explorebranson.com. Stay tuned to Bot Radio Network for future features from Branson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.